God's Little Brown Church Sermon Series featuring Pastor Andrew Chrysler. Praise the Lord. Quarters on. Today is October 22nd. It's 45 degrees outside and overcast. Praise God. Um, something I, I had remembered that I needed to correct because it had gone out of over the tape. Um, a few weeks ago, I was talking about uh, having the sign that was in our bathroom that says, if you love someone, tell them so. And so I would turn to Deb and say so. As, that's not what it says. The sign, I remembered what the sign says. I haven't seen it. It's still in storage somewhere. It says, if you love someone, tell them life is short. If you love someone, tell them, life is short. Not if life is short, so if you love someone, no. If you love someone, tell them, life is short. So I want to let you all know, life is short. Okay. And I love you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I want to talk today about searching for truth. John 18, beginning with verse 36. John is being, or, or uh, Jesus is being questioned by Pontius Pilate. And Pilate has just asked him, uh, well, I'm going. Jesus answered and said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight, so that I should not be delivered unto the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, you, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. If you've ever seen the... Uh, uh, the, the teaching series, The Truth Project, it starts with this. Jesus says, I come to bear witness of the truth, and everyone who is of the truth hears me. And Pilate's response is, what is truth? But he didn't wait around for an answer. He just turned away. If our attitude in this life is not looking for what is true, not looking for what is right. It's very, very easy to get to get sidetracked. It talks in all through the judges and, and through a lot of the Old Testament about people doing that which was right in their own eyes, going by our own standard. And we see, even in our modern day, uh, talk about, well, that might be truth for you, but it's not truth for me. You know, my truth is different than your truth. No, truth is truth. Your opinion and perspective might be different than mine, but truth is truth. That's why you can generally say there's you know three sides to every every issue. There's your your way, my way, and then there's the right way. Your way, my way, and then the, the truth. Jesus said, "Everyone who is of the truth hears me." In Proverbs six, beginning with verse sixteen, Solomon said, "These six things the Lord hates." Yea, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, 
a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and he who serves discord among the brethren. These six things the Lord hates, yea, seven are an abomination to him, and two of them are lying, are not talking the truth. So truth is very, very important. Um, the front of your bulletin, the quote from John, out of the, out of the prayer of Jesus, the, the other thing that's known as the Lord's Prayer, because you have the, the model prayer that's the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven. But then in, in John, where Jesus is praying for the people. Jesus is praying for his disciples. And in that, in John 17, verse 17, Jesus praying to the Father says, Sanctify them by your truth, because your word is truth. God's word is true. Now, I didn't always believe that. I didn't always understand that. But what I found is anytime I test the word of God, I find out that God's word is right. Anytime we go through it, any situation, how to, how to act, how to live, how to, how to treat people. As I go to the Word of God and I begin to study it, recognizing that God's Word is truth, I'm not searching to find the truth. I'm searching to find out what the truth is. I know this is true. I just don't necessarily know what it looks like living in my life. So we have to search the Scripture, search the Word of God, so that we can apply it to our lives. Because those things that are against the truth fall into the category of those seven things that are an abomination to the Lord. A lying tongue and a false witness... Are, are an abomination to the Lord. In Deuteronomy 32, beginning with verse 1, it's a song of Moses. He says, Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, and my speech distill as the dew. As raindrops on the tender on the tender herb and as the showers on the grass. For I proclaim the name of the Lord and ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. All his ways are justice. A God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. In, verse, in chapter 32, the song of Moses, Moses starts out by saying, let me tell you how great God is. And in process of telling you how great God is, he makes reference to the fact that he's God of truth and without injustice. That truth is part of who God is. In Daniel chapter 4, beginning with verse 34, says, At the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, his kingdom from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven. And among the inhabitants of the earth, no one can restrain him or say to him, What have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom and my honor and splendor returned to me. My counselors and nobles resorted to me, and I was restored to the kingdom and to my kingdom and excellent majesty to me.
I went and went it, pulled out a different, uh, a different translation because in another translation it talks about Nebuchadnezzar describing God as the God of truth. So Moses, in his song, after they've come out of Egypt, after they've wandered in the desert, after he's, he's led them for 40 years in the desert, his, he proclaims who God is, he rec recognizes that God is the God of truth. Nebuchadnezzar, after having spent three years in the field, eating grass... His skin growing out, or his, his hair growing out like, like feathers. His nails being like, like talons or claws. After his uh, wisdom returned to him, remember Nebuchadnezzar was struck down because after he had been warned, he went and proclaimed himself great. Look at all this great stuff that I have, have, have created. All of this was made by me. And he got struck down. And three years later, when his reason returned to him, he praised the God of heaven and declared, you are a God of truth. God's ways are right even when I don't understand them. God's ways are right even when they're not, not what I had in mind. But I have to know who God is and I have to come to that understanding. I have to do that by searching the scripture, searching my life to look for what is truth. Searching for the truth that is in God's word, how it applies to me how I look at it, how it applies to each and every one of us. That is what we are called to do as we go through this life, recognizing that if all of God's ways are truth, all of God's ways are life, all of God's ways uh, are perfect, which would dict uh, Psalm, yep, yeah. I'm going to do that in just a minute, but all of God's ways are, are wonderful, then that's where I need to put my focus, and that's where I need to, see, to draw near. That's what I need to do. Psalm 19 beginning with verse 7. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and the keeping of them is great reward. It, the psalmist says, look, God's word tells us. The end of Ecclesiastes, uh, which we're not going to read that, but the end of Ecclesiastes, Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, said, here's the whole end of man. This is the whole reason for living, to love God and keep his commandments. It's the whole duty of man. It's, it's what we're designed for, to love God and to do what he tells us to do. To live like he tells us to live. Solomon says, I tried all this other stuff, and it was all, uh, it was all empty. It was all vanity. It was all useless. It was all a waste of time. It all just caused me trouble. But when I submitted and learned and followed the things of God, I found the peace. I found life. And that's true for all of us. When we try to do things our own way, things may, be, may go okay for a while, but then there's going to be problems. Believe me, I know. But when we submit to the things of God, when we say, Lord, I don't understand, but I know that your ways are right, there is a peace that comes in that. There is a hope and a, and a patience and a, the ability to endure in that, knowing that I don't have to know the answer. I just has to know, 
have to know who has the answer. I don't have to know what's coming. I have to know that I am secure in the hands of the Lord as long as He has me here. And when He's ready to take me out, He'll take me out. And there's nothing anybody else can do that's going to change that. We were talking... It was either last week or it was Wednesday night. I don't remember which. We are talking about John. You know, how all of the other apostles were martyred. And John wasn't. John was on the Isle of Patmos. And John got the, uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, the, the book of Revelation. But according to history, John was boiled in oil and didn't die. I don't know a whole lot of people that that been through that and, and didn't. Back when I was a kid, seven maybe, something like that, I was cooking breakfast one morning, and I bumped the frying pan, and I poured a frying pan full of grease in my arm, and my elbow right, in, right there, and it was all crusted up like the edges of a, of a fried egg. That was just a little bit. That hurt. I still have scars from it, by the way. I have a lot of scars. I went through a lot of things in my life, yet God has continued to bring me through. But if John was boiled in oil and it didn't kill him because God had another plan, what are the things we've gone through? Things we should have died, right, Ron? <laughs> so many of us should have been dead. Didn't make any sense at all to the world around us why we're still here. But God has a plan and purpose. And all of God's ways are true. So if we learn to trust in Him, we learn that no matter what comes, no matter what we face, we don't face it alone. That confidence comes from knowing that God is true. From knowing that God has the answer. That God knows the end from the beginning. The motto for this church, God's Word has the answer. Do we seek God's Word to find the answer? Praise the Lord. Psalm 15, beginning with verse 1. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle and who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness. He who speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up reproach against the friend. Who can abide in the hill of the Lord? He that speaks truth in his heart. Lord, we need you. Each and every one of us, as we, as we recognize that God's word is true, as we begin searching God's word for the words of life, how to live, he guides us. And sometimes it's... You know, it seems like a, a beam of light from heaven highlighting a certain scripture... Or sometimes it's just the realization. You know, as we read the, the things of God, as we read about God, as we read about His people, as we read how God has worked, it boosts and builds our faith. So that no matter what we face, we face it knowing that God is in control. Final passage, Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 11. Passage we've read many, many, many times for many, many different messages. 
says, And he himself, that is Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and in cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth to the body for the edifying of itself in love. Ephesians 4, in this passage, tells us about the purpose to encourage one another and lift one another up, to, to speak the truth in love, to come alongside one another. Compare that against the six things the Lord hates and the seven that are an abomination to Him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Those things the Lord hates are those things that tear down one another and, and destroy relationships where God has called us to build one another up, to lift one another, to encourage one another. Speaking the truth in love. Not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine or the trick trickiness of men. The, tricky, the trickery of men versus a heart that devises wicked plans. Deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love. We are called to be light. We are called to speak truth. We are called to encourage one another. We're not called to... Um, to excuse or to ignore things going on in the world around us. But we are called to be light in the midst of it. Truth and light in all of it. So I urge you, I encourage you to recognize the truth of God in our heart is a treasure for the world around us. To share it. Doesn't matter if they don't listen. We talked, we, as we were praying, we talked about our unsaved loved ones. Those that we've tried talking to over the years. And they just don't hear. They don't want to hear. Praise God. We continue to be lights. We continue to show love. We continue to reach out. If they don't want to hear us, fine. Lord, send somebody else that they will hear. But never give up. And never just throw up our hands and walk away. Because we're called to be patient. We're called to be long-suffering. Continue to reach out. Continue to be lights. Continue to be in relationship with people. So that the love of God can shine from us and illuminate their life. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word is truth. And Father, as we stand in the truth of your word, as we stand in the light of your love, as, as light of your word, as we stand, Father, in obedience to your word, we ask, Father, for your wisdom and guidance. We ask, Lord, for an understanding. We ask, Father, that you give us a word in due season. You tell us in one place not to 
when we're, when we're taken before those that would, that would uh, bring us before the, the magistrates. Not to contemplate in advance what we, will th what we will say, knowing that you will fill our mouth at that time. So, Father, even in other situations, when we're meeting with, with those people around us, Father, when we're called, when we're trying, Lord, to be lights, when we're trying, Father, to be a faithful witness, we ask, Father, that you would fill our mouth with the right word, the word that will pierce the heart. For, Lord, it is not your will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Help us, Father, to be lights in this world, in this generation, to be obedient to the call that you've placed on our life, to do those things that you've sent us forth to do. Father, you've shown yourself mighty in our lives. You've shown yourself mighty in so many different ways. So, Father, work through us to touch those around us who so desperately need you. And we give you praise, Father. We give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit glbcdt.org.